Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again. <laughs> Ugh, get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now. I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So a tune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin, and Fire Season 1 against the Underdark. In our last thrilling episode, our escaping heroes engaged in brutal combat against a cunning and deadly group of Kuatoa slavers. The fish people foes brought toughness and uncanny martial prowess to the fight. Our protagonists fought back with equal portions of desperation and savagery. While Brittany held several foes entangled in her mystical songs, Declan proved to be a masterful sniper, dispatching enemies from behind cover. Bocat drew upon his link to the divine to deliver punishment to the slaving fish folk, and Eric battled not only against the fearsome monitor, but also the curse of vengeance, which threatened to unleash his fiery rage upon friend and foe alike. In the end, the last few fish folk fled, and Shushar, the Kuatoa pacifist escapee, could only look on in horror as our desperate and starving heroes consumed the still-steaming bodies of their fallen foes. Now sated, the group continues on to find Shushar's home settlement. Last we left you all, there had been a small encounter, a little tussle, in a small cavern with about eight fish folk, which resulted in the demise of more than half of them upon whose flesh you all feasted between mm. your exhaustion and absolutely terrorizing the fish member of the group. But you guys are sated, and within a day's travel of the city of Slubladop, to which Shushar is guiding you. The next day's travels are also uneventful, but Shushar tells you, after a few hours of walking, that you're very, very close. And to please not draw weapons too quickly. If you encounter anyone, he will try and speak to them. Then then perhaps, Shushar, you should take the lead at this point. If you encounter them first, it is better than me encountering them first. It's totally fine with that. Okay. If it leads to less <clears throat> loss of life, and less gruesome feasting. I, uh, I don't move ahead with y'all. Stay, stay quiet and hidden. I did keep one of the monitor's teeth so I can pick my own. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. You can mark that on your sheet if you want. Thank know. you. <laughs> oh, yes. Shushar and uh, Declan do meet and encounter a party, a larger party of fish people than before. Uh, these ones carry uh, some weapons, but they certainly don't look uh, as gladiator style. These look more ceremonial. They're still made out of the same kind of scavenged <clears throat> ingredients. Bone, fish gut, that, that same carved mushroom wood you've seen previously. Mm. But these this looks like more of a religious procession, a guarded religious procession, than an army of gladiator mercenary types 
Shushar immediately begins conversing with the head figure who looks like some sort of priest, is clothed like some sort of priest, who looks down, who, as much as a fish can, he actually, um, upon seeing Shushar, gestures to a couple of the fish who immediately draw, like, hand off their weapons, run forward, and get on their hands and knees so that this priest figure can climb up and look down on oh. Shushar with this with this big fishy frown. He seems to be making some sort of burbling uh, request, which at first is adamantly denied. Can I give him advantage on his uh, persuasion check or whatever he's doing by looking gracious and kind and beautiful? Oh, many of which he is actually not. So are you saying you want to give him Bardic Inspiration? Or are no, you saying I always you want... wanted to help. Okay. By like, looking respectable and like... So just nice. giving him advantage yeah. on the check? Sure. If you want to look... She doesn't really like him very much, so she doesn't really want to inspire him per se, but... I will think very strongly on how I can look less homicidal. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> I will wipe the fish from my chin. So, uh, <laughs> fish slobber. Mm-hmm. So, at a moment, this this priest just just waves him away, and kind of makes a burbling command, and the two fish people begin crawling towards you guys and carrying this fish. Mm-hmm. The others, the other procession seems to follow. The priest figure begins burbling in undercommon. Does anyone understand undercommon? Okay. You hear I am Pupupin, Archpriest of the Deep Mother. Do you speak our language? Am I hidden? Hmm? Am I hidden at this point? Uh, you didn't tell me you were, so no. I want to say that I do. I'm saying this in undercommon, but I can only be I can only say that halfway, honestly. He makes a dismissive gesture, holds uh, what looks like a necklace full of trash. Like, it looks like the kind of stuff you'd find on a beach. Broken shells, a couple sticks, an old fish head type thing. Chants a few words, it glows, uh, and immediately begins speaking in a tone you all can understand. Does fish work better for all parties? Yes. yes. I, I understand you're exactly the same. <laughs> I shall repeat my greetings. I am Plupin, Archpriest of the Sea Mother. She hears my prayers and answers by delivering you, I suppose. Just out of curiosity, uh, care to share what you were praying for? Help. Oh, God. Help us, and you will be rewarded. And uh, what do you need in care for it? I shall explain. Our city of Stubladon has long served the Sea Mother. However, recently, my daughter, <laughs> has established a new faith. She claims to speak to a new god, whom she calls the Deep Father. This Deep Father 
brings only strife to our city and much blood. Our people are divided, fighting one another endlessly. I ask that you aid me in resolving this terrible civil war. Parents splitting up is always rough on children. So you want us to... Is it? Really, though? I thought you were gonna, like, catch the woe there, Steve. <laughs> oh. All the same ones. Hmm. She looks slightly insulted? <laughs> sort of like... Tick, 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 tick. Oh. <laughs> so, we help you maintain your faith as the primary faith here, and you will provide us with a reward. Yes. Must I clarify? Please. My f associate, Shushar, tells me that you have fled the drought. Yes? Yes. Yes. Successfully, oh my bad. Yes, well, the drow are not so easily deterred. We can provide you with a guide to the dark lake and a vessel suitable for your party. We are not often bothered by the drow. And so, during your stay, you will be safe from their pursuits. But what about your daughter? Is she a threat? Yes. My daughter has grown increasingly violent and dark. I only can guess at what rituals are carried and atrocities are carried out at her hand. The shrine of this deep father, Nimugun. So you're asking us to take care of this spot? What degree? Want us to just go in there, kick her trine over, shout at her and run? You want us to uh, bag and drag her back to you? You want us to kill her? Why? Mother, no. That is my flesh. Flesh of my flesh. <clears throat> I would prefer her unharmed. Although her right hand major domo's life is certainly a Alright, so we go out Domo and bag and drag the daughter. I have a plan. See, the Shrine of the Deep Father, where she resides, is heavily guarded by half of the city. Oh, I'm shocked. My plan is to get you close, posing you as sacrifices for the Deep Father as a show of good faith. <clears throat> Once inside, you will be supplied with weapons, as by my compatriots in some secret manner, and I expect you to wreak as much havoc and destruction as you are capable. Oh, I'll do that by accident. Uh, I'd like to divine sense on our honored fishy fellow. I. Let's see. So Divine Sense gives you kind of the location of evil creatures, fiends, you, undead. You get 
to sense good and evil, and um, there's a saving throw that they that the, the target would make. Um, I think it's a charisma saving throw. If they fail oh. it, then um, okay. you know I, they're. I think their alignment, and then if they're celestial, fey, fiend, or undead. If they're celestial, if they're if they're celestial, an undead or a fiend, they auto fail it. Yeah. So fey are the only ones that don't auto fail <clears> it then. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he did elect to fail it. Like, you can tell that this is a holy man of some kind. He okay. serves a deity of some kind and is not. He's chaotic, certainly, mm-hmm. but not necessarily evil. I will put the tightest <laughs> smile like a bandage on my face. <laughs> in this plan of yours, or are you in fact suggesting that for a portion of this we surrender our weapons? I say, grasping my cursed longsword. Are you perhaps loath to part with your instruments of destruction? That is... Or defense. Yes, I would have to say that we are. My son shall provide you with shelter. Up until the moment when you are to be presented, you will be with your weapons and equipment. You will only be, you will be fully armored when presented uh, and bound, though loosely. Your weapons will be concealed on the persons of the escort who will take you there. They will be thrown to you as soon as a ruckus breaks out. And uh, what of our bags? Our bags are important also, at least to me. Those can also be placed on the persons of my escorts, who will simply call them baubles and trinkets that will perhaps also be presented right. as sacrifices. How's this person with spiders? That was my reaction at first, too. And sometimes in the early mornings when I wake up as well. He actually kind of like reels back and <coughs> goes to fall off of one of the fishes. <laughs> but three of them quickly like line up and press him back up and prop him <laughs> up. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. It might be a translation issue. Did you also suggest that portion of your plan is that we are to be bound? I did say that, though loosely. You will be able to escape your bonds with little to no trouble. I can tie a knot that looks secure but comes right undone with the bullet. If you would trust your friend to tie the knot, I will certainly afford him the opportunity to do so. If he'd appointed it anyone else. <laughs> Out of curiosity, what direction is this temple in? We will be approaching the city from the west. The shrine is on the far east side of the city. You will be entering in friendly territory. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, what the hell's... I, I, I have a very unhealthy laugh starting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a I seem to have a knock for people getting me out of jail anyway. You know what? Screw this. Just point us to it. Or we're just going to go into the city now. Wait. And get off those people right now. You what? You what? 
and all of the other, like, all the fishes begin babbling at that suggestion, like, <laughs> and, like, go to kind of restrain you. Oh, you don't want to do that. Believe me, you don't want to do that. Are you flaring up? I am flaring up. All the fish just, like, move in a school away from you, including the ones carrying the priest. They kind of crawl a healthy Get distance away. off of them. <laughs> Make like an intimidation check. I'd like to roll stealth check while he's doing that as well. <laughs> he's certainly a I'll give you a 23. Yeah. Uh, he quickly steps down. Uh, just... <laughs> You're not turning over our weapons. You're not tying us up. You're pointing us at the problem you've got, and you're pissing off. He's very taken aback then. <clears throat> you speak to an archpriest of the Sea Mother. Offend not her blessed servant, lest the waters swallow you. Their welcome to try wouldn't be the first time. I guarantee you, it'd be your last. So, like... Have it your way. This whole time, after laughing manically with Eric, because she's always down for a good chuckle, um... Brittany has just been kind of like filing her nails and watching this like like it's a movie or something. <laughs> Keeping up with the Carpathians. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's it. Okay. Just flavor. Large priest. Just address you guys. Have it your way. Should you solve our problem using your own unorthodox methods, so be it. You shall have whatever boats you need to traverse the Dark Lake. Should you fail, you will have no aid from us. There will be no hiding anywhere on the Dark Lake from the forces my daughter has mustered. Be warned. If we fail, we'll be well past caring. Where's the town? They'll lead the party on, uh, and you'll reach... The, the, the tunnel opens up to a large rocky beach uh, on a lake of pure black water. You can't see very far out, but the water doesn't seem to end. The cavern itself is not very high. It's probably only about 20 feet over your heads. And stalagmites, or stalactites, I say, and stalagmites frequently poke up in different places. Although it's mostly large pebbles on the ground, rather than sand. Nice. Across the beach from you, you see what looks like a gigantic fishing net strung from the shore, from where the waves reach, all the way up to the cavern wall. And as you grow closer, you can see that it's decorated with hooks, uh, gigantic hooks, fish skeletons that are bigger than you guys, all sorts of, and again, all sorts of trash, dried plants, old driftwood and whatnot, all tangled up in it. It's basically barbed wire, if you look at it closely, with all the, like, teeth tangled in it and woven into it. And there's a large uh, gate carved out of the mushroom wood you've seen before. Beyond it, you can see uh, the city is basically built on stilts 
with a bunch of crazy platforms joining each other at random angles. It looks like one person built a house and then another person said, hey, we're neighbors, I'll build a bridge to your house. But his house was way lower, so they built a bridge up to it. And then everybody decided, hey, that's cool, let's do that. So there are houses built on top of each other, over each other, at crazy angles. And all around you are these purplish, bluish fish people going about their business. All of them give you really weird looks. And the air is filled with the sound <clears throat> of what sounds like running water, but you realize is their heavily accented undercommon. Since you've approached with the party, this religious procession, the four guards at the gate part, all of them seem to be this monk type that you saw before, unarmed, but very charged and dangerous. Very dangerous. Mm -hmm. test. You enter the gate, and the archpriest turns to you once more and says, I will allow you to roam freely, but beware. Should you cross to the other side of the city, past the shrine of the Sea Mother, you will most certainly be accosted by agents of my daughter, who has no mercy. So, tread carefully. You know not who your allies are in this city, but for me and my son, should you encounter him. Sea Mother guides you and protects you in your efforts. And he turns and leaves. Give him a nod. That seems fair. <clears throat> I really gotta get this curse taken off at some point in time. I was saying that out loud. <laughs> what curse? Oh, I cannot part with this sword. We took it away from you earlier. Hmm? Sorry, what? They took it away from you earlier. Yeah, they did. And that's why most of them are burning now. Oh. So if it were to, say, go flying out of your hands into the lake, would I eventually just sort of wean you off of it? Oh. No. No, I don't. I don't. See, I'm not... Curse is not really my area. I'm not sure. I just know that uh, if someone were to cause it to leave my hands and go into the lake, uh, I would probably be wearing part of it when I dove in after it. Huh. Yeah, just saying. Oh, right. What if, not wrong. what if you had another curse item? Would the other curse override this curse? Again, I have no idea, but I, I have a tendency that if I'm this murderous over the one I've already got, mm. I don't think you want to see me with two. Probably not. You can actually collect curses. Like... Curse collector. No, like, like you know, like stamps. Some people, yeah, it's stamps. Or coins. Or Thank you. But you can't spend them or really get rid of them easily like you can with stamps and coins. I learned this one fair and square, and I understand why it was given to me. At the same time, if I could get it lifted, it would make negotiations a lot easier sometimes. The same. Brittany, you feel a large tap on your shoulder. Meow. And I turn around. It, it's Darendil. Oh. And he's holding a, a handkerchief to his nose. You have no idea where he got it, but he's just... Bloody. The air here is absolutely miserable. I don't believe I'll be able to stand it. Please, find us accommodations where there is no stench, perhaps. I beg of you. Why are you looking at me for that? I, I simply believed 
uh, you are capable of knowing of what establishment might be reputable. I've never in such been an here area. before. I can see where I went wrong with it. <laughs> what is that smell to you? Has it not struck you yet, my feline friend? No. The air absolutely reeks of fish. Of deliciousness. Oh. My apologies. Our tastes seem to differ. Greatly. Smells very tasty to me. I mean, you know, these people are delicious. We know that for a fact. Soak that rag in the water, it'll keep the scent away. Seems like he's. In that More into men. In Lake, I say that. Well, I suppose I'll have to suffer. Alas, it seems that is my lot in life. Just think about that fountain from home and let it be. That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin. Steve as Bocat, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, signing off until next time. Wow, oh my god, like, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. My staff has put together an amazing portfolio over at thelayeraction.com. So what are you waiting for? Go to thelayeraction.com now!